Hello, everybody, and welcome to Arsenal X, Boss Rush's Xbox podcast, where we throw up the X. <laughs> throw up the X. <laughs> because we're about to throw down. And I am your host, Jesse Douglas, and alongside me is Stoy. How's it going, Stoy? It's going, man. I'm I'm tired. I played FIFA for real earlier, t- <laughs> like just before oh, coming yeah. here. And uh, yeah, my dog's barking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, by the way, thank thank you for uh, for hosting last week. You guys did an, an excellent podcast. I was actually <laughs> listening to it while I was on uh, on my vacation. So. Oh yeah, appreciate that. Um, yeah, it was cool because uh, Chris Berensmeyer, he's a big Xbox guy. Yeah. So um, when I was asking around, I was like, you know, I think uh, we have him and I haven't recorded together in a long time because he's yeah. on this other podcast that we are good friends with. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, he was really excited. He was like, absolutely, man, give me any excuse to talk about Xbox. So he's definitely down to join us again in the future. So yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was a great podcast and. The- like uh you guys talked about um like you know like big games that were that were kind of exclusive to to Xbox throughout the years and the only one that I that was missing that would have been in my personal uh on my personal list was um Condemned like Condemned for me is like one of my all-time favorite games from 360 yeah like you know like that like as far as horror games go like that one even more so honestly than the resident evil games there was a lot of jump scare moments when i played that the first time that actually got me just because you like see people like a shadow of someone running you know past a doorway down the hall and you're just like oh crap you know and you just yeah, you know, it was such a such a great game. Listen, uh, I'm gonna forgive you for your statement just now to say that it's uh it's better than Resident Evil. I'm gonna no. leave that as your personal opinion, and it, we're still no, it's it's this. not. We're still gonna be not, friends. It's okay. No, it's okay. not better. It's, it's not okay. better than Resident no, no, Evil. No, I heard what you said. I heard what you said. <laughs> the words stung a bit. Resident but, Evil Four, yes. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> listen, okay, all right. I know you keep doing this, but <laughs> I'm gonna let but, it slide. I'm gonna let it slide. We got a podcast to run. Yeah. So, but yeah, you guys, you guys put on a great show, and yeah, and Chris was a lot of fun. So definitely, uh, I'd love to have him on again sometime uh, mm. with us because you know, like you guys, another thing too, like you guys were getting talking about the uh the uh connect and and i absolutely loved the connect um, that was way off from left field yeah, yeah that was way off from left field because he left that as kind of like a bonus game because like yeah. he ma- we, we made the doc of like what are some games that we feel should be in the list and he didn't tell me that he was going to talk about the connect and then all of yeah. a sudden the flood of games um came out that i used to connect for like um you know uh alien isolation uses the connect if you play it on yeah. the xbox and yeah. um, I, I just remember putting in quite a bit of time in Dance Central. So. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it was Wrecketeer. It was it mm. was just a stupid, you know, fun game. It was like it was basically like Angry Birds. But like mm-hmm. you, you were the projectile and you had to like, you know, like my favorite were the ones that kind of looked like a scarab 
it was like a rock that had wings and then you had to tilt your arms like an airplane and and kind of fly it to where you needed to go and and like it was so much fun though it was just such an easy basic game but but it was just so much fun and i was i was bummed you know like when when uh connect got kind of disconnected (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know like it just you know like discontinued whatever and and uh yeah because i was hoping that we would get Reketeers as a backwards compatible game you know on the xbox uh one but yeah we we never did so yeah but all right yeah but it, it was a great great episode and yeah we'll definitely have to plan some uh future stuff with with oh yeah uh, chris so oh yeah for sure so he's yeah. he's totally down but uh yeah, it was a good fun episode because we referenced this IGN video where we talked about some of the top franchises and top exclusives uh, for the Xbox. So that was a really cool trip down memory lane. And, you know, we both shared our love for Quantum Theory. Uh, yes. That was yes. that was a severely underrated game. Um, yeah. I know it came out and it was kind of a it, it was a different game. And yeah, I know it kind of like it, it got good reviews, but it wasn't like, you know, I think it was in development for so long that I think a lot of people forgot about it. So yeah. it really got kind of like an unfair shake, but I, I love the hell out of that game. Loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think a lot of the, the um, negativity that came from like user review was just like that, that final boss battle in quantum break just really wasn't, wasn't, it, like it could have been better like but i i personally didn't have a problem with it you know mm-hmm. like i i mean it, it there was some difficulty to it and it was kind of hard to figure out where you needed to stand or whatever so you didn't get hit yeah for um, sure. at I certain times yeah. but, you know, and, but and this is the interesting thing about this is that um i forget where i read this statistic and i imagine it's it's probably different now but um when you compare sales to how many people actually beat the game, 30% yeah. of people actually can fully see a game to full completion. Yeah. And that is a reason why you see a lot of these games come out that um, the endings aren't, are unsatisfactory or the ending is just, the end just ends abruptly, you know, yeah. to where they don't put in a lot of time and effort and development into making a good solid ending because yeah. they know the majority of their player base isn't going to finish the game. So yeah. why spend like hours and hours and hours and weeks and months developing yeah. this ending that most of your players aren't going to see? And it was kind of baffling. And I'm one of those too. I got a stack of games that I haven't even beaten. You know? Oh yeah. I yeah. Most games. I'm I'm definitely in the statistic. I'd be that hundred percent of the time. Only thirty percent of the games that I play, I finish in my entire life. <laughs> Hundred percent of the games I beat, thirty percent of them I beat. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I feel you, man. Like it's it's tough because I want to play everything. Yeah, you know I'm not locked down to. I don't know how you are, but I'm not locked down to one single genre or one yep. single like series of games. Like, you know, one week I'm playing a racing game, next week I'm playing a, you know, RPG, and then the next day after that I'm playing a side scroller shooter. You know, like yeah. I'm all over the place. Yeah, you can't, you can't lock me down. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely that way much more now since Game Pass is a thing. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I've been I've been able to try more things because I just 
my you know my budget doesn't allow me to just buy everything that i think looks good you mm-hmm. know so so like i ultimately there you know there's a lo- uh, there's a bunch of a handful of games that come out you know throughout the year that i will actually purchase outright yeah um or one game that i'm glad came out on game pass was uh freaking dungeons and dragons uh, oh yeah Oh man, if I'd have spent sixty dollars in that game, I'd have been so mad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you and a lot of people. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think done. <laughs> that saved a Dark lot. Dark Alliance. Of that was it. That was that. Yeah. yeah. So thank you, Game Pass. You saved me money on that. Yeah. Oof, yeah. I don't know I, if yeah. they. I don't know if they fixed that game or not, but. Yeah, I I don't know. I I know they uh, I know they fixed um. Uh, what's it called? The uh, the one that was just recently added to Game Pass, the um the steampunk one. Oh, Ascent. Yeah, Ascent. No, yeah, I know they. No. I know they got a. I know they got a pa- uh, patch. No. Oh, no. it's still Windows, didn't fix it. The Windows uh, version did because apparently oh. they had uh, ray tracing issues and oh, graphical okay. issues. So actually, the PC version got. I, I think had the most bugs actually. So, okay. but they but the developers did say they are aware of a lot of the kind of little bugs, and I'll okay. talk more about that as I, you know, w- w- when I get to the games we've been playing section. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. which uh mm. yeah here I'll do some housekeeping and that and then yeah we'll get we'll get right into that what we've got been podcast to run. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So yeah, make sure you go to our website, um, bossrushnetwork.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a bunch of other podcasts there that we, um, you know, that are friends, friends of the show that we're out there hosting. You know, you, Stoy, you're you're the host of the EXP cast. Um, definitely go check out that uh, console gaming crew. Sorry, guys, I don't know how I missed putting your podcasts on my my housekeeping. <laughs> definitely go check them out. Like. I've been loving their, they've been doing episodes where they go back um, to old consoles and then the, just the whole episode, they kind of break down like the news and like information and like, and like things about those old consoles. Um, you know, like it's been a lot of fun. I've been enjoying those episodes a real were, lot. I was going to say, were they the ones that were, that have been doing a lot of streaming lately? Like, I think they've been streaming alpha protocol uh lately uh that may be i or am i I getting that confused with uh someone else some one of the podcasts i was watching them stream uh alpha protocol and alpha protocol is near and dear to my heart and eddie and i are beefing right now because of that yeah i almost you were you were there you were present yeah i almost i almost (laughs) threw a whole (laughs) display case at him when he said what's the big deal about alpha protocol (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and i almost threw a whole display case at him eddie we're Whoa. still friends but still <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you know hey we we all have our things that we love that yeah. that others others don't get you know ads is, is okami you know <laughs> no, but i mean that's not fair because everybody loves okami you know <laughs> no. i i mean okami it, i i tried to play it i think it's just it was way too you know, like I it just time had time had passed on that, and like it it was a really great game for when it came out, but I I just I couldn't stay with it. It was it just had too many of those old tropes of okay. you know like like even 
even like uh you know like my favorite is still is still ocarina of time and and that game also has a lot of those those little trope things that you know but i you know it it is what it is i you know i don't well, think i could yeah david lasby on the nintendo pop block episode he said that game is overrated compared to all the other zola games and yeah. i think he was trying to pick a fight but a lot of us were just like well I think when it comes to Zelda fans and, yeah. and Nintendo fans in general are, yeah. are, are a special bunch, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, especially when you get into the subcategories, like the Zelda fans are very <laughs> yeah. divisive and like Majora's Mask is the best Zelda. Ocarina of Time is the best Zelda. Wind Waker is the best Zelda. And yeah. it's like, okay, all right. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. The, you know, that's kind of how I am. <laughs> I just, you know, like I... The Zelda franchise, I'm glad it exists. It may not be on Xbox, but you know, like it, it is one of those things that really. Well, it spawned you know, the it's, whole, it spawned a whole series of Zelda, Zelda-like yeah. games, Zelda-like clones yeah. and stuff. So yeah, yeah, which, yeah, like yeah. So who else some coming out this year? But yeah, um, yeah, the the console. So yeah, go check out console gaming crew. Uh, WASD and Beyond, Lore Together, Tower Casuals. Lore Together, that was the one that was doing the Alpha okay. Protocol gameplay. I think okay. that was it. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah, I'll be honest. I don't, I wish I had more time to watch people streaming stuff, but I will try to catch things if I see it, if I have a moment. But yeah. Yeah, 1v1 um, is a is such a great show it's just kind of a a fun place to go listen um if you're just kind of like i mean they get into games occasionally you know but but it's it's kind of a place where you can get other stuff as well celeste um, is really good honestly yeah. she's she's a damn yeah. good interviewer she asks great questions i mean when she had us on we yeah. all of a sudden she all of a sudden like spun the conversation into like she asked us, like, out of the blue, what would be a video game series you would want to turn into a musical? That was nowhere on her notes. That was nowhere on <laughs> our notes, on our radar. So all of a sudden, we all stopped, and we were like, that's a really good question. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. she, Yeah, she's just great at uh, making you feel relaxed and, like, yeah, for know, sure. and comfortable. For sure. Yeah, and then, and then Pow Block, you know, obviously our, our Nintendo podcast. And Crossroads, our PlayStation podcast, all those can be found on our website. And there's also Land Party and Rope Talk Wrestling, you know, a wrestling podcast and Trash Talk, a sports podcast. So yeah, there's there's basically something for everyone there, and then some. There's it's it, pretty much impossible to go to our website and not find something that you're not interested in essentially so all right so that brings us to what's in our arsenal stoy what's in your arsenal man i've been playing the ascent um i have a love i mean i love that game so much but it's it's just buggy i mean granted the bugs are very far and in between Mm -hmm. um i was talking with uh, josh because him and i played together monday night last monday night and uh we had we you know we had a good time we had it was a lot of fun uh he was a higher level than i was so i had him jump with me to do you know side quests and stuff and um and he actually talked to me about it he's like this isn't a game i would peg you to play and (laughs) i said 
typically I don't. I mean, these kind of like over the top Diablo. I mean, this is like Diablo meets cyberpunk. It's mm-hmm. like over the top kind of like action. But, you know, I love the aesthetics. I love the art design in it. I mean, there, there there's times in the game I'm running through the game and I'm like, man, look at the background. Man, look at the architecture of this building. Like whoever did the art for that game is just did a phenomenal job. There's so many cool, beautiful things to see. So much good animation in the background. And this is a small team. I think this is their their first big game that they made. And mm-hmm. it's just impressive. It's just, you know, technical glitches that they got to get through. And um, I passed, you know, it's like, you, yeah, like you kind of look past it, so to speak. Yeah. So like the biggest thing I the biggest thing I encounter is like weird audio glitches. Like periodically yeah. I'll run through the level and all of a sudden I'll hear gunfire, but there'll be nothing, you know, or like I'll hear like <laughs> random explosion sounds for no reason. And like, it just kind of phases in and out. <clears throat> yeah. Which is kind of a shame in that sense, because the, the, the city and the world that you're moving around in is very alive. So there's a lot of really good ambient background noise going on. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden you hear like random gunfire in the background and it's like, God, that sucks. Yeah. It breaks you it, out of the immersion. Yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, like I said, that's, it's not that common. Um, he had, Josh had this and I, I didn't have it, but, um, he um his characters became unplayable Ooh, uh if yeah. he tried to if he had a fully so like if he took one character and played a full multiplayer session with that character but then wanted to go play single player that character was locked for some reason like he couldn't play the game single player hmm. i never experienced that because i played single player and then i jumped on to play multiplayer and then i went back to play single player and i didn't have any issues with that but okay. i did hear that that is a problem which hmm. kind of sucks yeah but the devs know the devs are working on it they said they're aware you know and yeah. i'll give them a pass on this because like you know i hate to say that this is kind of becoming the norm now lately the game's coming out kind of broken yeah. and unfinished yeah. and it's a shame that we kind of have as part of the part of the ethos right now part of the you know part of the hobby that we love it's like okay well you know, it works, but there's a lot of game breaking bugs. Right? Yeah. That breaks the game. And yeah. Josh is Josh isn't playing it until they fix it, which sucks. Like that's what I did with Cyberpunk. I mm-hmm. I got through as much as I could before I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna wait until they patch this. And you know, I'm sitting around waiting and waiting and waiting. So yeah, I'll I'll be honest. Um, you know, so when it comes to Cyberpunk, I think I only played like the first 10, 15 minutes of that game. Mm-hmm. And I haven't touched it yet. And I'm almost tempted because like at this point I don't know if I care anymore if I if I play that game or not because like I'm almost tempted to take take up take advantage of the uh the return policy that's still going on through Xbox. They're still offering refunds uh, for it. And I really I haven't. I don't I, really. really? Is that still it. going? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I wow. believe so. Okay. I believe so. I think that was something that's in the uh, um, one of the. Uh, no, what the what the hell is it called? It's like the Xbox Insider thing or something or other. There's. There's somewhere on on my Xbox, I remember going into like a menu thing and it and it listed it said, uh, you know, if you're you're still uh, thinking about getting a 
a refund for you know uh cyberpunk 2077 that and then gave a date for how long yet and i want to say it was like until later this year yet well that, yeah steam that, has that kind of similar feature because like okay. if you play more than two hours of a game yeah. you know obviously it's null and void the refund yeah. so yeah. um yeah obviously since you play like 10 15 minutes of it obviously i think they they track that yeah so. yeah but i mean yeah it like this game though um the ascent yeah the ascent i i really want to play it um and and i've been hearing not you know like great things i've also heard that yes there is you know there is a lot of issues and stuff but people like for the most part people are seeming to enjoy it like you and that's well the weird enough. thing. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, eighty percent of the game is fantastic. It yeah. is a phenomenal game. Like I said, yeah. it just you know, and like for me, I haven't experienced those like crazy big glitches. But mm -hmm. the, the the glitches I still have doesn't take me out of the game. Like, I will still yeah. play it. I will still have a lot of fun with it. I'll still, you know, like I said, getting good experiences out of it. Um, the one big thing I like about this that game is that every character in the game has a personality, has a mm -hmm. voice as a kind of like a character and a style. And I think that's the last thing I kind of really wanted to say about it is just, you know, the world is alive. There's so much going on in that game and the characters that you encounter all have like, you know, they're kind of like their personality. They're not like cookie cutter. A character gives you a mission yeah. cookie cutter B go to cookie cutter B character who gives you another mission stuff like that. Like these are people with personalities and like slang terms and the writers did a really good job and the voice actors too. So, yeah. And this, just to kind of finish it up on that that game, I believe that's one of them that's only got like ten like ten developers, right? Like ten yeah. people are working on that game. Yep, so sure. like right, you know, there too is like I, I'm willing to give them kind of a, a pass because you don't have nearly as many people to kind of bounce things off of, you know, like. You know, a lot of these games, yeah, once you get it out to, unfortunately, once you get it out and then people can kind of give their feedback, then they know where to focus their time on mm -hmm. fixing things. But until until that happens, unfortunately, it's, it's a lot harder to uh, find those problems ahead of time. So when right. you're dealing with that small of a, of a team, so... Mm -hmm. But yeah, you know, like I, I think, I think we could see, you know, the, honestly, that could be a whole topic on on the show, like sometime, like just talking about those kind of things, and you know, and whether we need to see more uh, people, you know, like small developers like that taking advantage of getting the early, you know, like the early stuff like they do on PC where you can you know, play the early versions of those games and they kind of are working on it, you know, and then as it finishes releasing the full version, you know, that's kind have... of a, yeah, that's kind of a interesting thing about it because a lot of people don't want to waste the money yeah. to play a game that's broken and become a tester that you yeah. may get a small contingent of people that yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, I did that once actually when house marquee, um, they were supposed to be developing a game. This was before, Returnal even came into the forefront and I paid $20 to play this game and be a tester for this game. Mm -hmm. Early access, like super secretive. Like I had to sign a non-disclosure agreement, but mm -hmm. I had to pay $20 to play this game. That was a giant broken mess, mm -hmm. but uh, they obviously wanted us to test it and kind of see what features work, what doesn't and stuff like that. And it's like, 
it was supposed to be like a uh, like a battle royale game. They were developing a battle royale game, and <laughs> the ideas that they had were kind of cool, you know. But yeah. it was like it's, an, it's just another battle royale game. Like, yeah, I'm glad yeah. they didn't finish it. I'm glad they moved on to something else. But yeah. um, that's that's kind of a hard sell for people. And yeah, I don't think you're it, you know like like I said, some people would probably love the opportunity. Yeah, others, you know, like I said. Like we were just talking earlier today, you don't. We don't have a lot of time playing games these days. Like, yeah. do I want to spend an hour or two playing a broken game and mm-hmm. testing it, or mm-hmm. do I want to play something finished? Yeah. And to yeah. follow up with the developer, the developer is a Neon Giant. They're based yes. out of Sweden, and they have eleven people. Yes. The fact that eleven people made this game. Yeah. I mean, give them props. Give yeah. them props. I mean, yeah. that that's why it's like, I mean, if it was like a big AAA developer with like hundreds of people involved, <clears throat> CD Projekt Red, um, you know, <laughs> you, uh, like, that would be one thing, you know, yeah. a, a big developer putting out a broken game, that's one thing. But obviously yeah. a small developer putting out kind of a broken game, it's like, yeah, you're obviously, you they know what they're doing, so. Yeah, and it wasn't as broken as uh, the other games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. All right. Is, is there anything else you've been playing? F1 2021. Um, uh, yes. It's it's scratching my racing itch because I'm not getting a, a racing simulator game this year because uh, Forza Motorsport is not coming out this year. Uh, but um, I'm excited to find out what they have in store for it. But So I got F1 2021. They actually have a story mode in it. Kind of cool. Nice. Yeah. Um, where you actually follow the story of like, because uh, each racing team has two drivers competing in it. So this yeah. racing team has a young driver and an old driver. And boy, okay. the dynamics, you know, kind of ensue. Yeah. Now that's, yeah, and that's the one where you've, where you, one of the people you're going against is like one of the first female drivers or something like that, right? Is nope. that, that that game? Okay. Nope. All right. um, well, I don't know what game I'm thinking of. There is a game... I don't remember. It was a racing game where they had story mode and it was like there was three different kinds of like main characters in the in the story. It was a, a girl that was, you know, one of the first female, you know, racers to get like in the the high, you know, like the finals or something like that. And I don't know. I don't to, remember. I don't think remember what that what is. Yeah. I thought it was a Formula One style game, but it might not have been Formula One. It might have been something, mm-hmm. something else. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't know that because that I mean that sounds familiar, you know, when you think about it. But um, yeah. Otherwise, uh, like I said, that's um, it's interesting how they do the story mode because most of the time you're racing either ten to ten to sixteen or eighteen laps, so to speak. And honestly, that's you're flying at such a fast rate. Like you're knocking out these laps like in a minute and a half, you know, mm-hmm. because these cars are going super fast and they're so they're so grippy on the ground. Like you don't have mm-hmm. to worry about like body roll or you know any kind of other kind of physics. Like when it turns, it turns. It's just obviously coming out of the apex of the turn. You you can't like slam on the gas really hard because those things are so fast. They'll end up spinning out. So yeah. Um, but yeah, there's obviously a lot of simulation elements in it, and you can change the amount of realism that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I leave mostly simulation on. I think the only assist I give myself is traction control, um, okay. which uh, that helps. Yeah. But um, otherwise, uh, yeah, it's kind of a cool story because the young guy is being a cocky little asshole 
the old guy is being an arrogant asshole. So it's like you got these two assholes kind of butting up against each other, pun intended. And, um, you know, eventually in the end, it's like one of those things I'm to the point of the story where they're like, maybe we should start working together to achieve our goals. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what a predictable story. Yeah. But at the same time, not enough of that. Uh, in in life sometimes <laughs> people well, figuring that out <laughs> yeah i know and some, for, for some people they figure it out too late to where it's like yeah hey if you succeed i succeed if you yeah. fail i fail you know mm-hmm. and then it's just one of those things so you know there, there's really good acted pre-scripted cut scenes in between some of the races there's some races where like you'll be you'll race into a race and you'll pass a significant portion of this race so to speak and um all of a sudden, like a pre-scripted event will happen where like you have to pit or you have to um, or you get into a crash or something like that, whatever. So, OK. So, but, there, yeah, so there's there's some like mm-hmm. little like events throughout the game. But but mm-hmm. the, for the most part, um, like it, it, it sounds like it works its way towards eventually where, you know, like once you do need to you know try to become be first place and all that stuff it kind of lets you but for the most part it's like there's there's a story there's a narrative that's got to be told oh so. yeah for sure and i know they i know they can't predict everything like there was yeah. one race i jumped 12 like in 12th or 13th place and i got to first like i was like <laughs> man i was hammering it i was like let's fucking go let's do this and i got to first place and I just remember, like, in between, like, the pre-scripted cutscenes, like, I won first place. I got the trophy. I went up 12 places. And the commentators are like, yeah, it's a good day for points for the Haas driver or whatever. And I'm like, good day for points? Huh? I got <laughs> yeah. first. Don't tell me good day for points. Or, like, playing it off. Like, yeah, he did a, he did a pretty decent job today. Like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, know, I, I know they can't predict it because, like, yeah, you know, c- certain objectives, like, you have to get at least in the top 10 or you have to pass this particular driver. They'll give you specific objectives. And obviously if you crash out and you fail game over, you got to start over again. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've, you're not the only person I've heard talk uh, highly about that, about that game and people, uh, there's a couple of people that I've heard talking about how much they, they really enjoy that. And it's really, yeah. uh, It's it's so beautiful. Like, I'm playing it yeah. on PS5 and it looks so good. Uh, and I forgot EA bought Codemasters. Yeah, yeah. So it's weird firing that game up and hearing the EA Sports logo. Yeah. I was like, well, it's kind of interesting, but you know. Yeah, it. Yeah, it's well, honestly, that and just in general, it's interesting. All those, yeah, those uh, racing, uh, you know, people who make racing games that they basically ea bought up you know and they've they already have you know need for speed and you know all these other games so i'm just i'm just curious where all that stuff is like if it's gonna be where they're just gonna focus on one need for speed game you know one year and then one of those other ones a different year codemasters codemasters is a racing game factory like they 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 develop the dirt series they develop wrc world rally championship they develop f1 um, I think they're developing the new grid game. There's a new grid game coming. Yeah, out. which I'm and excited for that. I am not. Um, oh, you know. But uh, no, I, I don't know. I, I think I watched the trailer and I was like, this looks way too dramatic for me. <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's the game that I'm thinking of. 
Maybe. Yeah, they, think, yeah, yeah. There's they, a female racer in there. Yeah, didn't they? Because I think that's that might have been from their uh, from the yeah, trailer. From their their trailer, their story trailer or whatever. Because I think, yeah, hmm. okay. That makes but, sense. Yeah. I, I think I do remember like one of the characters that was in there was was a female, and you know, mm-hmm. so, yeah, a females racing with a bunch of uh, bros and dudes, like you know, bros get a uh, little get a uh, they get a little bit uh, what's the word? Um, defensive, defensive, <laughs> defensive, or, or they get all of a sudden like upstage, like you know, yeah. there's a girl is beating us. That can't happen. We're men. We're boys. Yeah, yeah. Whatever, dude. My masculinity is at stake here. Whatever, yeah. dude. I got I got cleaned yeah. out by a girl today, and I was like, damn. All right, nice work. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's, well, it's it. Yeah, you'll learn it. It's going to happen. You gonna learn. <laughs> you gonna learn. <laughs> <laughs> all right so so is that that's basically bennett then for you for what that's you've been it playing? i don't want to talk about great ace attorney i've been playing that a lot okay. i just don't want to talk about it too much okay. okay as for for me what's been in my arsenal is uh i i finally and i this i forgot to talk about it on the last episode but i i finally finished um uh jedi fallen order and um absolutely loved that game i so good <laughs> yeah yeah it was so good and and you know and i oh, that was another thing i was gonna bring up in there because uh jesse well, if I you could, don't write it down it doesn't happen. yeah and it never well, happened i'm write just gonna down. say i'm just gonna say it now so we we yeah we got some news about that about that and they called it a franchise that there's gonna be more work you know more more coming on that franchise so we know that there's more than one more game coming out yeah uh, dealing with with jedi fallen order which was great news i'm so excited for that because respawn is kind of increased you yeah. know in size yeah because they developed a vr game just recently they developed medal of honor and you know yeah. uh obviously they've got a big team working on apex legends and I think they have a little bit of laterality that they can dedicate a lot of people to working on the next Jedi Fallen Order. So, yeah, I'm I'm ex- I was so excited when I heard that news that still kind of that... waiting on a Titanfall, Titanfall yeah. three, but I don't think we're gonna get that for a while, which makes me sad. Yeah, well, and you know, like I I love what I've played of, uh, you know, like uh, of um, what's uh, Apex. But my my only problem is is I I like to have a solo mode where I can just go in there by myself and just kind of get used to everything, and then that way if I want to play with with uh, you know a squad, I I know that I can like hold my own. But mm-hmm. I go in there you know playing with a squad, and I I'm just definitely the weakest link because I just do not get enough practice of that of with that game and. Yeah, I I don't know. I I cuz I really want to love that game, but I just wish they would put a solo mode in there yeah. for me. Well, quoting Homer Simpson, if you try your best and you fail miserably, never try. <laughs> My uh, philosophy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, it's uh, yeah, cuz I I do love love that I do love Apex, but yeah, it's it's just so hard for me because I don't have. Go back to Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Well, so so like yeah, it? so yeah, I I absolutely loved it. Um, there's 
like the puzzle stuff in that game like at times it was very reminiscent of like a like a tomb raider game almost or, which i i kind of i kind of like zelda yeah yeah that too it, but like more i think i just felt more like tomb raiders because of like the whole like the big wide open caverns and things of underground stuff you know like with the it's just very very reminiscent of uh of the way they design the levels in tomb raider games and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um but yeah like you know like for the most part the the controls and everything were pretty good the only thing i did do not like is when you go down those uh sliding areas where you had to slide you know and kind of control yourself while you're sliding because I, for whatever reason, the controls for me were just way too touchy where I would either be way over to one side or or whatever. You know, like those weren't weren't my favorite, but overall, like it, overall, like controls and stuff in that game were were pretty spot on. Like, yeah, that kind of reminded me of Uncharted. I think Uncharted 4 had a lot of those yeah. sequences and yeah. it reminded me of that and kind of like. Yeah, it's trying to control yourself in a slide on like a mudslide or like a rock slide, like yeah, if, I don't know. And, it's, to me, yeah. it's like if you can't control it right, don't put it in there. But yeah, and I guess and I then, understand the way they design their levels. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because they Whatever. needed you to be able to get from one place spot of the level to the next without, you know, allowing you to backtrack or whatever easily right yeah but yeah yeah and the only part that sucked about it was just like those those jumps that they would have to you know you'd have to perform at the end to be able to make it like and like especially the the jumping and holding a certain direction to like grab vines or whatever to swing from Mm. like that's that's where it got it got to be a little annoying because I don't know like the it was sometimes it felt like whatever direction i was holding when i jumped it wouldn't be going that direction that i was holding it would go slightly off somewhere else yeah but, but yeah it but other other than that like the game the game was a lot of fun um yeah the only reason it took me so long is i i kind of started it and then you know like a bunch of other stuff came out and then I just kind of was like, okay, well, you know, I'll do a couple of things here and there. And then that, that led on to more and more things coming out that I was excited to to try. And, and did then, you yeah. Did you do now, the uh, upgrade for it? Obviously you did, right? The, the what? For Jedi Fallen Order. Do you get to what? experience the Series X upgrade? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. How, how's yeah. it run? run? Runs pretty smooth. Yeah, it runs really smooth. It's okay. yeah, it's it's definitely been a change from when I first started playing it to to now, because I do remember that just kind of like the 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 very slight like kind of drops and dips in in uh, frame rate mm-hmm. while you're do, you know while you're doing certain things like especially if you're doing like a combo with your lightsaber or something, I I would notice a quite a big drops at times and in frame rates or definitely i believe the um almost all the uh cut scenes were really bad i think in in some of the the earlier stuff when i first started playing it i think oh, i think really? i had wow. some, i think 
I think I had some dips in, in frame rate when those were playing when it, I originally played it. Because I, I don't know, remember, some of your people, some of you people with like your eyes can like see like a dip in like one frame. Like all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm playing it at 26 frames per second. Like, how do you, yeah. how, do you how can you tell? Like, I, I can't, maybe my eyes aren't trained that way. Yeah, I think it's the, it's the motion, the motion of everything else. Like, because like you'll notice like when you're jumping, like where, where it's like, it's almost in slow motion for a second. Like I don't know. I don't, I don't, think, that, I don't know if that's a frame rate. I just think it's. I I I know what you're thinking, and I think that's just the jump animation that they yeah. that they developed and put in to the game. Yeah. I don't know yeah. if that's a frame rate issue. I well, I know like in certain combat sequences, like the frame rates would dip, especially if you're you know there's a lot of enemies on the screen. But I think that's par for the yeah. course for any game. Yeah. But, but I my, heard that's been all since eliminated with the new. Oh yeah. Updates. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and. And mind you, like the a lot of what I experienced was like literally when it when it um like pretty early on when it came out, I think they were still in the process of doing patches and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um when I first started getting into it. Um yeah. but but yeah, so I but otherwise, yeah, like I enjoyed it. I loved the uh you know, kind of like the like how everything ended and stuff, you know, like with the with the, you know with the thought that there was po probably going to be another one anyways mm -hmm. but like yeah and like the characters were really great and you know like there are some really great you know like points in the story where where you you know like just if you're a fan of star wars like fun areas and and you know and characters that that you're you're familiar with and whatever or mm -hmm. you know storylines and things like that so i'm yeah, gonna spoil it, it here i'm gonna spoil it here so before okay. i warned okay. but when darth vader enters the scene bro yeah yeah <laughs> like that was epic like yeah and all of a sudden it's like fight darth vader like no i don't want to fight darth vader <laughs> <laughs> I, I turn off the game right now <laughs> yeah but uh and for uh, of course naturally like you can't win against him but like yeah. he had such a brief moment, but I just love how they, you know, Darth Vader is probably one of the more terrifying, if not the most terrifying villain in the Star Wars universe. So, yeah. you know, the fact that they, when they introduced him and they made him, I mean, Darth Vader is like the most powerful Jedi in the whole universe. And yeah. I really feel sometimes the earlier movies didn't do him justice. Mm -mm. You, we, we got mm -hmm. one bit of his power at the end of Rogue One. Yeah. You know, which yeah. I think my, was my favorite scene with him out of anything. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that one was another one where all of a sudden he just like the sound effects, the drop onto the onto the floor. Just man. Yeah. I was yeah, like, I've, no, yeah, I don't want to fight him. On, yeah, it's on record. Uh, Rogue One is actually my personal favorite Star Wars movie just in general, period. Like I yeah. just like. You know, like that, that was, they just did such a good job of really showing us how crucial that, that, you know, that battle was, that was mm -hmm. just, uh, you know, just a, a talking point in the movies. Like it really, yeah, we, it barely you know, registered we, a blip on the radar. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, you know, we got to see just how big of a deal that was and like you know all those people that basically sacrificed their life to 
to give you know any kind of option to be able to win the 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 battle in the future you know like mm. so yeah and and like you said that 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 moment of Darth Vader in that movie like did did way more for his character i think i feel like than any of those original movies like yeah he like you really got to see just what a badass he was yeah and how powerful he was <laughs> obviously yeah. in uh episode three we got to see how much of a whiny little baby he was but yeah. uh you know we didn't really get to fully see the transformation into yeah. him becoming that um until we until we got to see that in rogue one obviously yeah so. yeah but what yeah, else have you so, been playing uh so otherwise i've also been playing a lot of uh the flight simulator uh, so so okay so i went <laughs> so my vacation i went to upper michigan i went in the to uh mackinac island i went to mackinac city you know went over the mackinac bridge uh all that stuff in in upper michigan and so like before i left uh for my my uh vacation i actually hopped on flight simulator and i flew over that area just to <laughs> kind of see just to kind of see how it was all set up and stuff and it was funny so i had never been there before right so i went did the whole flight simulator thing flew over the area of where we were going to be staying and like one of the things I remember is these big wind turbines that were on in Mackinac City. And so as when then uh, flash forward to when I went on my vacation, we were driving over that bridge and I'm like, oh, there's those wind turbines that I've seen. Honey, honey, I, I saw this in the video game I played. <laughs> that's essentially how it happened. And that's but when your yeah. wife knew that this was all a mistake. <laughs> but yeah it was funny so like yeah it was just kind of cool seeing how how cool. realistic it was though like a lot of those landmarks and those things that i seen on the on the game uh i actually seen in real life later um it, yeah it's it's crazy how how detailed uh those areas get without being uh exact you know like they mm -hmm. you you it is it's kind of what what's actually there but not not really mm -hmm. but they do a good job of it and i flew over like by where i live and stuff too and and that's the same it's pretty close to to reality but yeah so i've been enjoying that i haven't done a whole lot with it i'm just kind of trying to do the the training stuff because i've turned off all assistance except for um i think they're like just some kind of like uh, i think they got something like with the voice voice stuff assistance of some sort like i think of them telling you like certain things i don't i don't quite know what it does but as far as like actually Not flying following the plane, you. yeah but as far as actually flying the plane, like there is no assistance at all unless I put like autopilot on, right? Mm -hmm. So, so like. So one question I want to ask. So like, say for example, you decide you want to fly from Chicago to Japan. Mm -hmm. Can you? And I obviously it's in real time. So however long yep. it takes to fly from Chicago to Japan, it's it's all real yeah. time. Um, yeah. What if all of a sudden at the halfway point you want to stop playing? like do you is there a checkpoint system can you 
No, quick resume. I think I think there is quick resume on on that. Oh, game. I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's a Microsoft first party title, so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so like it's basically like you could just kind of like stop. You could just kind of quit the game, and then quick resume yeah. and pick up where you left off. Yeah. Or or I mean, essentially, you know, like if you're playing it with with like with a fully realistic, you know, a full simulator. You do have to. You're gonna have to land at multiple places to gas up, right? And of course. stuff like that. So, so what you could also do is you could, um, when you like, let's say you want to finish playing for that day, um, you're you want to land though at you know an, at an airport. Remember what that airport is, and if for some reason your quick resume didn't work or whatever, mm. if you remember what airport you were you were at last. You can type that in as your your starting point. And oh, then, okay. And right. then, that was going to be my other then, question. Yep. Yeah, because you can you can put in literally anything. Like you type in a city, a real city in real life, and it will like if you have multiple um, airports in that city or whatever, it yeah, will right. pull up some of those. Um, or they will be dots on the map is like, you know, this is an airport. This is an airport. Like when you zoom into states, there is a bunch of stuff that you can kind of uh, look for as starting points. But Very cool. otherwise, okay. otherwise, you can literally just pick up a, a spot on a map and say, I want to start from here. And then it will just start you in the air from there if it's not an actual airport. Mm hmm. Like you'll just be, you know, in the process of flying and then you take control. But but yeah, it's I mean, yeah, you, there's there's very little limits to that game as far as like, you know, how you want to start the flying or where you want to start flying from or or whatever. Yeah, there's really, really not much uh, holding you back there. You can very basically cool. start from anywhere. So. Very cool. So yeah, it, yeah, it's 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 an amazing game and it it looks great. It, like when you're playing with headphones, like you can hear the, you know, like the sound of the wind like on the side of the airplane and stuff like that. That's and cool. it, it and it's very 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 relaxing. Like just hearing that wind like slowly like kind of in the background and the, you know, like the shifting of the plane and the shaking of it when you hit wind and stuff. It's yeah, Chris so was realistic. talking about that last week, where he says it's probably one of the most relaxing games he's ever played. Yeah, it yeah, it definitely is. I mean, one of these days I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna download it. So. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely worth it. And then the last thing that I've been playing, and like, I think to this day I can safely say it is my game so far, my game of the year. Now there's a lot to come out yet uh, here, but. But Death's Door has just been like just so much fun, and I'm mm -hmm. I'm on the last boss uh, of that game. I literally just got to go face him, and then and then uh, I think there's like a there's a couple few things that I can do at the end uh, for collectibles because I do want to try to 100% that game. Um, but yeah, I, I basically have to go against the final boss and then the, the majority of the story then should be done. Um, I, it's just, I love the characters in that game. They do a really good job of, of the, like the humor slash like wittiness 
of characters very similar to what uh, Zelda has done, you know, over the years where they have the like the goofy character that will be like very energetic or over the top and that's like does every something. Zelda character. Yep. Yeah, that's over the top and then does something really, you know, like whatever and then accidentally gets hurt or, you know, or something like that. And, you know, like those, but they do that kind of stuff, like what Zelda does. And they did it like really, really well, like on like the the character building in general is like top of the line, in my opinion, like Mm -hmm. like they 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 just absolutely uh hit the nail on the head as far as like creating characters that you care about and that are entertaining and like and just like the little crow character that you play as is just so adorable and like you know like it's funny just seeing this little crow walking around with this big massive like zelda you know sword on his back (laughs) and uh and just like yeah it's it's just such a good game and like the only thing that that is difficult about it is there is no map like um there's no map at all um so like you just kind of it's like old school like like you know at times can be like the water dungeon from ocarina of time where you're just like okay where the heck backtracking a lot yeah Yeah. where you're like where the heck was that area and like yeah so that that like that part can kind of suck at times but honestly i just enjoy the the maps or the world and like the the levels and and the areas so much that i honestly don't care if i'm going back and and you know backtracking because mm-hmm. um a lot of a lot of the upgrade system is is also based on on souls so like like you got a trap you, you know like you collect every character you kill you collect a soul and then that that's also your um like your your uh what you use to to pay for for your upgrades or whatever mm-hmm. um so so like you know theoretically you're going to want to do a lot of backtracking and and going through uh, areas and killing people over and over again if you really want to upgrade everything to 100%. Now you don't really have to. And like the the major upgrades like uh, amount of health and amount of stamina, those are um, upgraded in a different way. There's these shrine uh, things that you got to find. Uh, and for it's like like heart pieces in Zelda. So for every four of these shrines you find, then that make creates a full new piece of of health or a new piece of uh, stamina. So um, yeah, there's so there's definitely a lot of like Zelda esque type type of things in it. But then it's so what it's we talked very, about earlier. Zelda's very influential yep, game across yep, all all platforms. Yep. And the other game that I played earlier, the just the demo of, but uh, Tunic. I'm I can't wait for that game to come out fully too, because mm. that one that one was fun. I like that. But yeah, th- this game though is definitely if you like those kind of like Zelda type kind of games, but but with a little bit when it comes to the bosses, the bosses are definitely a lot more uh, difficult than a Zelda boss. Um, it's it's more along the lines of like your dark souls kind of thing where where you really got to know the patterns because 
especially further, you know, further on in the game, um, the bosses are don't give you a whole lot of of openings where you can do just a regular attack. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to kind of use some of your other abilities when you can't just use a full on, you know, uh, sword attack or whatever. Um, and then, you know, kind of build off. There's some, there's some, you know, little mechanics in there with, you know, when some characters shoot things out or have these things that follow you that you can attack um that you can actually when you hit them with your sword you'll bounce them you can bounce them towards enemies to do damage mm-hmm. so so there's things where mm-hmm. you're like balancing stuff like that and you know and you have a hook shot thing similar to Zelda where you you can use that for certain things as well to evade you know attacks or whatever quicker um but yeah it's it's definitely an amazing game and and the story and everything I thought they did a really good job of the writing and, you know, giving you characters you actually care about. So very cool. So, yeah. So like I said, I I was definitely excited with that game. So, all right. Yeah. And otherwise that's, that's all I've been playing. So, um, story, why don't you, uh, give us a little, a little taste of what, what we're going to be seeing in uh, game pass here. Sure. Um, in case you don't know, uh, on BossRushGames.com, pretty much uh, once or twice a month, I put out a article where that showcases what's coming up for Game Pass. Um, and Xbox pretty much puts out updates like almost like once, about one to two times a month. It's actually pretty awesome. So like, there's yeah. always constantly games rolling in, rolling out, stuff like that. So uh, they just came out uh, a few days ago with what's coming out for the first half of August. So. And it's a bunch of good stuff. Um, first one that's coming out, it's actually came out August 5th. Um, actually, the majority of these games are already out, with the exception of maybe three of them. Uh, Curse of the Dead Gods, that's out for the cloud console and PC. Uh, Josh actually played this. This is a um, a roguelike kind of wizardry uh, Indiana Jones-style game or whatever. I guess that's, that's how it. he... But uh, basically, it's like an infinite labyrinth-type uh, area. But apparently the um, roguelike part of the game is actually very easy. So it's not like, you know, real hard or anything like that. So it's probably something that, like, especially if you were thinking about getting into this game, um, you know, you might want to give this one a shot. Uh, so otherwise, to Dodgeball Academia, uh, if you're into dodgeball and anime and Teen Titans, <laughs> mm-hmm. play this game. <clears throat> I haven't played it, but that's the impression that I got of it. Basically, you're like part of this, like, dodgeball team and, you're making friends and making enemies. It's got a big whole yeah. story mode to it. Yeah, I, I actually did play a little bit of this. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty much a, an RPG with where where your battle mechanics are dodgeball. You know, like yeah, you know, very very similar to like you know the the amazing game that was on Switch back in the day, the the uh, um, Golf Story. It's mm-hmm. very you know, it's it's something similar to that where you're dodgeball you know is your fighting mechanic essentially if you played the old like super dodgeball games like way back when from like nintendo yeah um very similar to that so yeah katamari damacy reroll so if you ever imagine taking a weird clown dressed looking magician whatever and rolling around a city gathering a bunch of garbage 
and trying to gather as much garbage as possible, boy, do we have a game for you. <laughs> <laughs> this game is just weird. But it's it's a it's kind of like a beloved like kind of um, underground. I think this game was made popular in like the 360 days. I think even as far back as like PlayStation 2. But uh, yeah, this one's out for cloud console and PC August 5th. Uh, Luminous Remastered. Uh, that's this kind of reminds me a little bit like Tetris, but like with kind of flashier graphics and designs. Is but but it's basically like you're trying to match tiles going sideways as opposed to up and down. Like Tetris. Okay. But um, yeah, this was really popular way back when, when puzzle games first started to kind of gain traction. So this was out on cloud console and PC August 5th as well. Uh, if you ever wanted to get into Skate, now's the time. Because Skate is available on EA Play August 5th. So if, you, if you're if a Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, you actually get EA Play with it. So uh, you can play the first Skate on the console and Skate 3 you can only play on the cloud, and oh, that's okay. yeah. Which it's interesting why they did that. I don't know. Hmm. So, uh, Starmancer is coming out August fifth. This is um, this is a game preview. So kind of like what you were talking about with like yeah. Oh, it's a little bit of a beta mode. Um, so basically, it's like you're. It, it's like a survival zombie shooter type type game. So basically, you're building spaceports, secret laboratories, and incubators for eggs that you gather in this science fiction roguelike game or whatever. Uh, you can you also have to worry about starvation, and you and zombies. Hmm. And apparently, these eggs that you grow, uh, you grow humans in them, and they fight for you. Hmm. I, I I don't know where these people come up with these games and come up with these ideas, but that, that's a, that's the thing. <laughs> so yeah. what's coming out what's coming out august 12th is art of rally basically it's a rally racing game kind of in a top-down setting so it's not like the traditional behind the camera or behind the cockpit view like this yeah. is like a top-down race yeah. where like you can actually um there's a lot of complex tracks basically excuse me and um the fact that you're seeing the track way ahead of time Mm -hmm. compared to like how you would in like a normal racing game like you can actually plan and prepare your route a little bit better i guess is mm -hmm. what they say but yeah. um yeah apparently this is a uh, a game made from the creator original creator of absolute drift uh which came out this came out years ago so yeah um yeah i yeah this is one of those games i'm really looking forward to because i just i love the like it's almost like like I don't know what kind of art style you would you would call it. it like I guess like almost cell shading, I guess kind of. Yeah, it's kind of like a it, it it's like a it got a very good like kind of pastel type color palette yeah. to it. Yeah. So um yeah. I may pick it up. Obviously, I I'm not for sure if I'll really get into it that much, but yeah. Um it does I, intrigue me a bit, so. Yeah. I well, and I love like back in the day like RC Pro Am. Pro Am, yep was one of my all-time favorite <clears throat> games and like like i i almost look at these kind of games like this that like that is like a more modern version almost of that i mean there are still games that i've played that are very similar you know done exactly like rc pro am was but with more modern graphics yeah but but like this i think this 
the the perspective of how you play is a little bit better than that just full on top down you mm-hmm. know so yeah very cool but it's got like four cars you can race with uh and uh it's got, even got a free room area uh game so like you can actually just kind of drive and just relax have a good time not even nice. compete nice ladies and gentlemen hold on to your buns because hades is coming out to game pass <laughs> pretty much the ultimate roguelike game you know i talked about curse of the god curse of the dead gods earlier um mm-hmm. where maybe that was uh maybe that would be a good opening to roguelike games nah bro it's hades <laughs> and hate i don't know have, have you played this on the switch at all or anything like that no i i didn't um yeah but this is, game came out exclusively for the switch and the pc and yeah. actually this week it's going to be coming out for playstation 5 playstation 4 and all the xbox systems so so um, and you you have played it then you have yes. played it then yes so so would okay like i'm not like i i'm not against playing rogue games I uh, hate like, roguelike games. Hate them. See, see, I, I, I think the mechanic of dying in a game is anti, is is anti what games should be. Yeah. The, the objective is to survive, but yeah. this game Hades is literally revolved uh, revolving around you dying, and every time you die, you get a boost or you get power. You get more powerful the more times okay. you die. Okay. So it's like it doesn't make sense to me in my gamer brain. Okay. You know, like. Wait a minute. I thought dying was supposed to be bad, but in this game, like when you die, the story still continues. And, you know, you actually get to see more cutscenes. You get to talk to more people. Uh, the levels change a little bit. And then you also have like more powerful boosts and upgrades. Okay. So it's like, okay, dying, it's not like you die and you lose all your shit. Like some Okay. Games. Okay. Like die and actually you get more powerful. So, okay. Yeah. Cause like I, I love dead cells. Like, like that, like, most, that was cool. Most most of those kind of those kind of roguelike games I do end up falling off of, but Dead Cells did did enough for you know like that that you felt like your your time you spent in the game wasn't completely wasted. Yeah, for and, sure. Yeah, and as long as I think as long as like what you're it sounds like you're saying is is it's definitely how it works with this game that that your time is not wasted, mm-hmm. like. I could probably see me uh, sticking with, like, if I do end up trying this out, I probably would stick with it. Oh, yeah, for sure. You could, you could actually beat this game in 35 minutes. Okay. Like, I mean, if you had it dialed down you yeah. know, really good, like mm-hmm. you could you, know, you could feasibly beat this game in a half hour. I have not. I have okay. not beaten the game yet, but I've, got, I've gotten pretty far. Um, yeah. It's still on my radar. I, I do want to get back into it, and I think this will probably help, you know, jump into it, so... But yeah, you're basically playing as Zagreus, the uh, son of Hades, and you're trying to get out of hell, you know? Okay. You, you want to kind of escape and um, wield, the, wield, wield these magic powers because, like, you get actually other Greek gods trying to help you in this process because Hades is kind of a dick. And he's, like, <laughs> being a dad where he's like, nah, man, you can't go outside. And, but dad, no. <laughs> Stay at home. So you're playing nice. an angsty teen trying to, trying nice. to live. Nice, but yeah, uh, and otherwise, Microsoft Solitaire Collection. (laughs) Really? PC. Oh, okay. For PC. Then this comes out August seventeenth, so it comes out next week. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not against playing some good solitaire every once in a while. 
but I have it on my phone at this point. If I want to play solitaire, I just pull up my phone. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, what's leaving, uh, by the time you hear this, this will already be gone. Grand Theft Auto V will be leaving. So you're going to have to buy it like a chump. Uh, otherwise, on August 15th, Ape Out, Crossing Souls, Darksiders Genesis, Don't Starve, Final Fantasy VII, and Transim World 2020 will be leaving the service on August 15th. So now, but are they? Did they get rid of GTA V because the the uh, series, the PS5 and Series X version is coming out soon? So maybe they might Probably. they might put it back in eventually. At, you know, once those upgrades have come out, this is the second time it's actually been on Game Pass. So it's, yeah, actually, I think so. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they actually released it again, you know, yeah, yeah, just to get more interest into the so. But like, it's kind of interesting how Final Fantasy VII did it, where yeah. like, if you got the PlayStation Plus version, you were not eligible for the free upgrade that mm. you were supposed to get if you bought yeah. the game. So yeah. I imagine they're going to run into that, yeah. So we shall see. Yeah. But yeah, that's the uh, that's the Game Pass news uh, coming at you. So I think Hades is going to be the big one. And uh, for you guys hammering for Skate to come back, it's there. You know, developers are working on it. EA is working on it. But uh, you know, this is something that'll kind of wet your whistle a little bit. So yeah, playing Skate again. Yeah, for sure. All right. Yeah, we don't have a whole lot of AX news, um, but. There, I I just had two things that I kind of and one, the first one I um there's more to this than what I have here but anyways uh dot m or dot emu wants to make um games based on Terminator Conan and other nostalgic action franchises now this is a this is from a um an article that I found on IGN. Um, so, so if you're not familiar with .emu, they're they're the ones right now that are working on that new uh, Turtles, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, side-scrolling beat 'em up game. They uh, also did Streets of Rage. Yes, yes, and Streets probably of Rage. the best side-scrolling, yeah, action beat 'em up game to come out in years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did the Streets of Rage. Yeah, for and and yeah and so they they want to they want to try to tackle some of these old school um franchises you know that back in the day when we would get a a you know a game for them on nes or whatever or super nintendo they're usually pretty crappy they were just like it was like a well, name robocop versus terminator was actually pretty solid i do remember that yeah for super yeah. nintendo that was yeah, pretty I'm, decent yeah, I mean, not yeah, not saying all of them were were bad. Like you mm. know, like the Disney, the Disney classic collection. You know, like all those Disney games and stuff. The you know, like some of them that were were uh, based on on the movies. Like like Lion like Lion King was one of still is one of my favorite. Uh, you know, games based on on a Disney movie. I'm sorry uh, you feel that way. <laughs> yes, I loved that game. I did, it not, was I did not like. I did not like. It, it. Was I mean, hard. I was more. Yeah, I know. I, I think I was more into Aladdin, obviously. Yeah, but, but but I mean, yeah, there there were a lot of great ones, and like I loved that the Terminator, uh, you know, the shooter game that was in the arcade, like where you mm -hmm. had, yeah, like that. Yeah. That was a, that the was stationary gun. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, I didn't realize this, but apparently, like, yeah, last week they were actually just acquired by Focused Home Interactive. Yep. So yep. now that they have a big publisher backing them, this may be something more of a dream. It's just obviously trying to get the licenses, which yeah. may cost more money than they think, especially yeah. franchises that are probably still around. I know they mentioned it'd be cool to do an Indiana Jones game, but I highly doubt they'll they have the money for that. Yeah. Well, and, you know, like, I, I think... And, and it, you know, like, I know it's it's kind of hard to picture really any of this, but I mean, you know, like they, because they want, it sounds like they want to make these games more like a retro style game. So like not, mm-hmm. not your full on, like, you know, like what the, the uh, Indiana Jones game that's, you know, that's coming out possibly uh, within the next couple of years or whatever from from xbox's machine uh, games yeah yeah but but they, they want to they, do they like got that more. from that bethesda deal so yeah but they want to they want to kind of do more of your retro style you know like and you know super nintendo style games and stuff like that versions of of these kind of like what they what they're continuing like like we said with the with the the teenage mutant ninja turtles game and and mm-hmm. and you know so they're working on Metal Slug too. I mean, a little yeah. bit different type of game. I think it's more going to be like a tactic style game. But I saw a preview of that earlier uh, this year, and I was like, "Wow, that's actually pretty slick." So yeah, and, I mean, you know, let the studio do what they're best at. You know, obviously yeah. they've proven, you know, with Streets of Rage and I think some of the other beat 'em ups that they've done, and then yeah. also to how good Teenage Mutant Turtles is looking because the TMNT the TMNT series has been dying for another resurgence because yeah. you know back then like turtles in time hyperstone heist like just even just the arcade just the standard arcade game like those were the antithesis of what beat em ups should be mm-hmm. you know and they still hold up to this day so yeah um let yeah. let dot dot mayo however you call it let them do yeah. what they do best yeah yeah I, and i and you know like we we see a lot of of people sticking with the whole retro style games and stuff um yeah and you know like i think i honestly i think that's what that retro style uh genre of games is kind of missing is is some good like you know like nostalgic or or just popular iconic you know characters you know a lot of them are you know i not I'm not saying that they're bad because they don't have any of that stuff but it's just like it would bring more people uh, into that kind of genre of games uh, if you have some big, well-known things like Conan and and Terminator and mm-hmm. you know and, and like I honestly I wouldn't mind seeing like movies get get like these games like this again and have you know companies like this doing it, but like actually making these games because they're they genuinely are fans of the movie which just wasn't something that really happened in the past it was just like a fight for for an an ip you know like they is like who could get get a hold of this you know franchise or whatever movie and make a game about it and they they weren't necessarily Mm -hmm. fans of those games Mm-hmm. Or those movies, I should say. But yeah, I, I think even just reading this article, I think it's kind of like 
the guy was kind of going through pipe dreams like, oh, I would love to do this. I would love to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, is it possible? You know, it, it's just one of those things I think, you know, it would be tough. Like I said, just grabbing the IP. A lot mm-hmm. of these kind of movie studios, like they probably have developers in mind where like, well, we want to work with these people. We want to work with those people. If Dot Mayu like kind of gets success from TMNT, and I think that's going to skyrocket their fame a little bit to where they mm-hmm. will be a household name amongst, you know, people that know video game developers. Yeah. You know, kind of like, you know, Infinity Ward or Bioware, stuff like that. Those are household names. Yeah. yeah. So um, I would love to see them do it. Although I, I don't know, my, <laughs> it's one of those things I, I highly doubt they'd get as many big franchises that they'd probably want. Yeah. Well, fun and, to dream. Fun to dream. Yeah. Although some, you know, like the Conan, you know, franchise, there is a game, uh, you know, a more recent game that came out. But like, honestly, I don't even know who the the developer of that game. Like, it, you know, it does seem like some of these have have fallen fallen out of like, you know, the mainstream mm-hmm. enough that that it's easier for them. Like, I, like, I, like hell, I would like to see them get like the like a deal with um with netflix and do like the um like i don't know uh he-man or something like you know like do something like that even you know so so you know some of these that that no one's really you don't you haven't really seen anyone trying to do anything with that'd be cool yeah you know like it Cause I mean, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of franchises that are, you know, from the eighties that are coming back and, you know, there's no talk or, or, you know, any site, you know, at least in, in the near future of anyone trying to do mm-hmm. anything with them yet. So, right. Well, I don't know. You know, it's just a matter of, like I said, a big enough franchise that it's going to sell yeah. as Conan, a very yeah. well-known franchise. I mean, not maybe compared to something like, you know, Stranger Things or even yeah. Ninja Turtles, you know, so yeah. Um, yeah, you have a you have a small subgroup that'll probably get into something like Conan or something like Terminator. But um, yeah, so I, I honestly, like I said, if this is something that they can do, have at it. I mean, have some fun with it. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So the next thing. Um, so, like, you know, obviously a lot has been going on lately. You know, with the Activision Blizzard stuff, um, it seems like every time someone from Activision or Blizzard opens their mouth on Twitter or whatever, it's just making it worse for themselves. Don't go um, on Twitter. Yeah. Well, and it's just like if you you got to really just actually think about what you're saying before you say it when you've already are, you know, like out there fo- being focused on is as a person who's a part of the problem, you know, like it's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's incredible. The things that, that these people are saying, it's like, yeah, this is, this is probably a good, good explanation as to why things are so bad over there because you really have lost touch of, of, you know, how things should be ran and how, you know, how things should be handled. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, uh, the co-creator Steve, uh, I think it's Gainer or Gainer, Gainer, yeah, Gainer, uh, best known for his work creating indie adventure Gone Home, 
has stepped back from his role as creative lead on the upcoming game Open Roads uh, with the reports of toxic work culture. So this is from IGN. IGN had wrote a, a piece. Um, so he he had, you know, kind of been outed by some of the his coworkers and stuff. Uh, there are people under him or whatever that that he hadn't had been mistreating, you know, people that work there and stuff. And and he essentially got in front of it and you know took full responsibility and and you know and said yes you know i i have done you know done some things that that have hurt people and i think it's best that i just kind of step back and and maybe just you know let let things go without you know without me for right now in the forefront that's um, probably good because from what I've been reading, his leadership style sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, there's some people that, you know, have great ideas, but are just bad leaders. Yeah. And from what I've been reading with a lot of what people have been saying about him, he's just, he's very aggressive and very demeaning toward a lot yeah. of people. And, yeah. you know, sometimes men in general can be a little bit extra demeaning toward women, which is uh -huh. what I'm gathering, you know, and a lot of people said yeah. like, they haven't experienced or seen him like sexually assault people or make inappropriate yeah. sexual comments to women, you know, yeah. but you know, a, a guy like this in power is a child. And yeah. you know, when they're given power, it's like everybody underneath them is like, you know, Oh, your guys are useless or you guys are like, you guys can't do this without me. So you have this kind of like arrogant style of leadership where it's like, you know, if you're not doing what I say, if you're not doing what I want you to do, I'm going to insult you and I'm going to keep insulting you and demean you. And yeah. obviously that's resulted in, <clears throat> at the very least, 12 people formerly with the company who left because of that. Mm. I mean, admittedly, I don't know if these people got exit interviews to even mention this. And it sounds like he actually stepped down in March, but obviously with the more recent controversy, like this is becoming a trend, a trending mm. news topic now. Yeah. But I'll give it to him that obviously he came out to say, like, I obviously understand that this is a part of who I am. And the fact that he's taking a step back and just being a writer. Yeah. You know, for the game, you know, it's like, OK, all right. You know, maybe you just don't have those leadership qualities that you probably should have. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, and it's it's definitely a difference, you know, like like you said, I. I don't I don't think there's been any, been any accusations of like you know sexual type stuff. I don't think that's that's Yeah, been, like I said yeah, earlier, like yeah. You said, yeah. Yeah. So so I think you know I think it is good on him though is you know definitely something we haven't seen with the Activision Blizzard stuff where people are kind of owning things. They were just kind of trying to ignore it and hide it until they couldn't anymore. And, you know, like, and, and it's definitely, a, you know, I give them props for for owning it and saying, yeah, that, you know, it, it probably isn't a great, great thing for me to be in this position. And, you know, like that's it's definitely, you know, it's a step in the right direction, um, you know, yeah, for maybe. Sure. I mean, we've all worked with people like this, you yeah, know, yeah, exactly. The, the, you know, the type of people that are just demeaning and just you know constant microaggressions i i work with those people i, I work with 
you know, doctors and stuff like that, that it's yeah. like microaggression after microaggression. And it's like, you know, I'm the type of person that I just shrugged that off because that's, it's, it, I know it's not a personal attack against me. It's almost mm-hmm. like you're just a shitty person, you know? And, um, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let you being a shitty person bother me, but yeah. you know, obviously I can shrug that shit off better than some other people can, you know? Yeah. I've been witness to some people like just basically going to the corner and crying, yeah. you know, or like getting pissed off about something. I mean, um, you know, I have no hesitancy to actually yell at someone. Yeah. But I know a lot of people aren't like that. So, yeah. um, yeah. And, and I mean, you know, that's, you know, like it's, you always hear, you know, and doctors, especially in in your your field, they're not exactly great when it comes to bedside manner. Um, you know, some are, you know, some some are, some, some are. It's some getting are, better. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. well, now that we're getting younger doctors in, they're kind of like, you know, the bedside yeah. manner is really good. I think that's a little bit more of an old school thing. But um, yeah. you got some of them that are just a little bit cocky, a little bit arrogant, and yeah, you know, just walking with their walking with their wangs out and stuff, and. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, like when you're dealing with surgery and stuff, there's a whole, there's Healthcare a whole in general. Yeah. But I mean, like with surgery and the stuff that you see and you do, there's, there's a part of you that almost has to put up a, a wall and not care quite as much like on, mm. on some level. Ultimately, ultimately the- in the end, sometimes you have to be an asshole to get shit done. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, it's just, it's just a fact of life. Yeah. It's a fact, it's a fact of, you know, certain workplace environments where you have to be that boss that has to be kind of an asshole. Yeah. It does that translate to video game development. <laughs> Probably yeah. not. You know, well, this is I, we're, we're we're developing a video game. We're not trying to build yeah. a structurally sound building. We're not trying to build, we're not trying to do surgery on someone. We're yeah. building, we're making yeah. a video game. You don't yeah, need to be a life jerk. and death. Yeah, yeah it's not life and jerk. death. If, yeah, yeah, it's not life life and death if you mess so up. So I give, like I said, I give props for Steve for at least acknowledging it. And, yeah. you know, obviously this shows how important he is to the company. So at the very least, like everybody probably kind of got together to say, like, you know, you're good at your job. You're good at what you do. Obviously, Gone Home was one of the most significant walking simulator uh, narratives to come out in recent years. And... Obviously, he's probably doing something very important for this game. So keeping him on, obviously, and keeping the integrity of the game is good. But obviously, it's like, hey, man, you're not a good leader. Maybe he needs to, maybe he needs to take some classes or mm-hmm. get some leadership. Development. Yeah. Step one, don't be a jerk. Yeah, for sure. All right. And so that, that ends the AX news. Um, the only extra content I have for today is just to remind people that ID at Xbox and Twitch are doing an indie showcase again today. When you're hearing this, it will be today at 11 a.m. Central Time, and that's August 10th. So yeah, today, today when you guys are listening to this show, it will be at 11 a.m. Central Time. So yeah, so pretty much ID ID Xbox is like their commitment to. Uh, working with independent developers like a little bit more directly so you can actually um so say if you're like a small-time video game developer and you want a little bit of that microsoft help you can actually register and apply for this Mm -hmm. kind of um for this program so like 
you know, yeah, if you got this really grand idea, but you got nowhere to make money, like Microsoft will actually pay you, which is kind of yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. It's it's been fun because yeah, like we had kind of talked before we started the show, but you know, like the the summer arcade, you know, stuff was kind of you know like them attempting on 360 to really push you know these independent games but it was kind of you know just more of a summer focus and you know we were talking that this idea at xbox stuff now it kind of gives them the the option to be a year-round thing and not just a you know a summer focus thing that they can kind of constantly be be helping you know get these indie games out there and and people you know, a chance to to see see the you know the more of a spotlight. Well, yeah, and we talked about this. Games. We talked about this before recording, and I just wanted to make a mention of yeah. a, a reading an article about how a lot of independent developers, um, when they put out games uh, for like on mass systems like PlayStation Five, Xbox, and Nintendo, like they actually get uh, a lot more support from Nintendo and Xbox as opposed to PlayStation. PlayStation. And, and this is quote from some developers, PlayStation doesn't give a shit about indies, which is crazy because when the PlayStation 3 was out, they were huge with indie developers and indie games and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden they really reversed course because now they're a triple A uh, manufacturing machine where we only, yeah. they only want triple A games. And Microsoft has so many more like their user interfaces, probably the better looking user interface compared to the other two systems. And you know, there's so many more ways to discover new games mm -hmm. and independent games. And obviously this type of uh, showcase where it's like, hey, we're just going to showcase all the independent games we help develop, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. And, mean, you know, in, in the meantime, like they're, you know, the, like we've seen, you know, the Xbox just in general, just trying to come up with with ways and reasons to really get not only these indie games out there, but you know get more more diversity and more you know people of you know different backgrounds and stuff the chance to have the opportunity to get their names out there as well you know uh hosting these shows on you know on people's twitter or twitch uh accounts and things like that mm -hmm. so you know like it's it's really been a you know like a, a just a great great thing in general for on many different different levels this whole idea at xbox stuff yeah um uh, eric freeman actually uh quoted us he was a independent developer he um he made De this game deja vu uh, he said mm -hmm. quote uh you know obviously microsoft always expects a cut from the sales mm -hmm. um but he says besides their cut for sales we've never been asked for money and everyone on the id at xbox team have been incredibly nice and responsive and uh, Microsoft repeatedly invites them to be in sales, making the process simple. So, like, obviously, mm -hmm. when Xbox says, "Hey, we got this, we got this big sale," um, you know, uh, you want to be a part of it. Like, they actually reach out yeah. to these developers. Yeah. They, and he even says that there was another publisher that said they invite you to shows. They not only invite you if you are already popular, they try to invite quality games, no matter if you know them already. You know. Yeah. And yeah. obviously. The, op the opportunity to put your game on Game Pass. Yeah. So, and uh, what was it? Uh, somebody commented about PlayStation. I have to offer them 30% or they will exclude me with, you know, getting out of, like, you won't be eligible for sales or any other promotions or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just... 
yeah that that was kind of something um i remember it was kind of a little a little little bit it didn't make like a lot of the mainstream stuff but it was a little bit of a talking topic there where Mm -hmm. where some of these developers were saying that like yeah like they they don't like they a lot of the times they rely on on sales to kind of try to help get a resurgence or or get their name out there sometimes and and you know the way sony does things a lot of these people who don't have that kind of money to to um you know qualify for some of those higher ranked positions like they don't have they don't get any control over their their content and yeah being able to have sales and things like that well and and like and like we said game pass is such a big big proponent developers have came on to say like you know when you start to think like how are how can developers make money off these games you know well obviously you know if you're on game pass microsoft gives you a cut of it um of the subscription sales but also too this spurs word of mouth that you know if you're on game pass for a couple months you know and then people are still playing your game they will buy it afterwards mm-hmm. to continue playing it and even just word of mouth there's still a lot of contingent of people that don't have game pass so it's like if i tell people hey you guys should play the ascent okay mm-hmm. all right i'll download it i'll pay for it so like yeah you know there's there, there's there's so many benefits and associated with uh publishing on xbox yeah and i've and i've said it before like honestly like i love my third party games and i you know in my first party games but i'll be honest for the majority of of a year a lot of indie games are uh, usually what end up uh taking up most of my game my game playing time throughout an entire year like you know like i said sometimes you get better experiences playing those games yeah like a passion yeah, like I said, Death's Door right now is like my game of the year. And I, you know, yeah. like it's up there contending with, uh, you know, Resident Evil Village and, you know, like just these massive games that we've gotten so far this year that, that um, you know, took way more money to make. But, you know, right. it's just the, there's those subtleties about indie games that do things you just don't get in those mm-hmm. big games and yeah and so they're they're definitely important and and it's just yeah i'm glad that xbox you know sees that and is trying to do their part to mm-hmm. get that out there so yeah very much all so. right all right so the final topic um unfortunately i believe neither of us got to play the <laughs> yeah play the early the early uh betas of this but i mean it's it's just the beginning we've got more uh more uh i believe they have more times coming up here that that halo infinite Mm -hmm. betas will be available for more people but yeah it's you know halo infinite it's it's got there's you know some piece of it out there now for people to experience Mm -hmm. and you can only play two levels i know for sure like it's all multiplayer i think it's mostly um you can you play mostly against bots yeah um, i think they, i think later on later on in the 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 beta uh time periods they did roll out uh some pvp but yeah but it, it was like it was at uh time periods where where um like a lot of people would have been sleeping and stuff had the, you know unless mm-hmm. they were up to purposely just be up to stay up so they could play the play this um right but but I mean overall, like from what I've heard from 
you know, like the talking and and people kind of just, you know, talking about it on on other podcasts or just you know the murmurs online in general. Like, I I have yet to hear anything negative. So it's no all all the videos that I've watched too. Like, I mean, the game runs solidly smooth. Like this game, the multiplayer is very fast paced. Yeah, you know, uh, typical Halo where it's like a lot of jumping, a lot of you know, jumping across platforms and having the hook shots, you know, yeah, is kind of adds a little bit to the verticality of the game. So it makes the game even much more faster. Yeah. Yeah. With bad English. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, uh, like actually, yeah, too, if you, if you're interested in, um, you know, like, let's say, you know, you're listening, you don't, you're the majority of people who don't have a series X yet or don't have a series S if you got a, a one X or a one S and you're, you're wanting to know, like, you know, is this game going to be worth getting for, for what I'm playing on right now? Uh, digital foundry. I actually watched most of it, but digital foundry did a really good video, um, comparing all four versions of, of this game side by side. And, honestly it's phenomenal like the digital the, foundry is a good place to really check to see like you know what like they yeah. compare systems comp- you know all the time like yeah. this is the system to play it on you know that's the system to play it on obviously they yeah. work their asses off on uh um you know cyberpunk yeah yeah but they so they they did a really great video though showing these games the gameplay and stuff and you know like what what features are missing and you know which is very very slim there's there's almost there's barely any features missing from this game other than things that are that are expected like obviously you're not going to have uh ray tracing on the the one s because you know that just never was an option anyways no nope. yeah but but they you know they they downgraded the graphics a little bit but it honestly it still looks pretty good on on the series on the one s so mm-hmm. like i mean you can definitely tell the difference the there there is a little bit more muddy of a look to it but uh, just watching that video like even the the one x the one x like i could barely tell the difference between the one x and the the series x and the and the series s to be mm-hmm. honest like it was it was pretty close like it was pretty close to to how those looked so yeah mm-hmm. like no oh, so yeah that, i mean honestly i think uh obviously the series x will be the place to play it because of just frame rate because yeah. um you want this game running smoothly like yeah, yeah watching the gameplay on you know an xbox one x and stuff like that like you know like 30 frames a second still plays smoothly but mm-hmm. you know if you want you know, full detail as you're as you're progressing through the levels, like 60 frames a second is where it's going to be, especially if you're the type of gamer that's just like, you know, like got ADD and you're just all over the map, you know, pretty much. So. Yeah. 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 So. So, yeah, like overall, like I've I've been excited. I I'm hoping I'll be able to get a chance to play it here, you know, at some point. But um, what a bad thing- Xbox podcast we have. We didn't even play the data. We didn't even sign up. <laughs> yeah. For it. 
Well, I signed up for it. It's just I, I haven't, I didn't get anything. And even had I got something, I wouldn't have been able to play it because I was out of state. So right, yeah, I, obviously, I was kind I, of, I was, same yeah, thing. yeah, I was kind of like, okay, well, I'm not gonna be as bummed that I did, I didn't get accepted into this first round because mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to play it anyways. But right, yeah, but yeah, well, admi- and admittedly for me, um. I, I haven't really delved into multiplayer in Halo since Halo 3. I think Halo 3 was one okay. of the last ones where I was, like, really invested in the multiplayer. Um, okay. And, I, you know, I, I've since fallen off of multiplayer-focused, you know, battles. But, you know, just watching Infinite and mm-hmm. seeing a lot of kind of like that uh, small-scale, you know, heavy combat focus really yeah. kind of has me excited to kind of jump into it again a little bit because yeah. this kind of is reminiscent of uh, this is why I really got so I got so into Titanfall. Titanfall yeah. reminded me so much of like the old Halo where like the combat was super frantic, the levels weren't hugely spacious or anything like that. And in the two levels that we saw here which one of them is like kind of like a warehouse style factory setting and the yeah. other one's like something straight out of like Call of Duty literally. Yeah. Like yeah. just it was like a kind of like an old like Middle Eastern village or something like that, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And like a market, but um, it's got something for everyone. It sounds yeah. like so. Like if yeah. you if you've plugged in hours and hours playing Warzone and Call of Duty for the last like ten years, you're gonna. You, I think you're gonna get into this as much as like if you played Halo since the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Everyone from all accounts, it sounds like as far as. As far as the gameplay goes, it feels like what you know those reasons that you love Call of Duty multiplayer, but it did just enough to make it updated to mm-hmm. you know modern that modern style kind of arena almost shooter. Yeah, um, and and it sounds like they did a great great job. Like I've. The other thing too, I kind of I don't I can't get super detailed in talking about um because I didn't see all of them yet, but like mm-hmm. I did get to see some of these new weapons. <laughs> and Dude, I, I, I gotta give props. That handgun. I love that handgun. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah, the I heard the handgun is is pretty if you get if you get a good two headshots that, mm-hmm. that you'll take someone out like pretty quickly if you if you're really good with those headshots i mean i Uh, i just really like the design because like depending on you know the color scheme that you pick for your character like those are the color schemes for your guns which is pretty cool mm -hmm. so you get a little bit of like you know customized customization you know just yeah yeah you know alone but um yeah but I, I just like the fact that obviously, you know, Halo does this really well is that they populate weapons throughout the yeah. arena. So it's cool that it's like, you know, okay, that guy's got a, that guy just equipped a rocket launcher. Like, screw him. Like, I can't compete against that. Well, go find your own damn rocket launcher. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the level. It's available yeah. for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And I like the, there's the, the one gun that's like literally just shoots this big ass metal spike. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's like this big golden, like radioactive spike that just impales your enemy. Like, damn. (laughs) Yeah. And then they have like a, like it's some kind of like almost like a shotgun, but like a grenade launcher that like you can shoot, you can blast a grenade, like a grenade and bounce it off of a wall. 
and you know like towards people or you can shoot it like directly at them like a shotgun and I, and it's you know supposedly it, it does some pretty good damage if you hit them two times with that that you'll yeah. kill someone instantly so yeah there's there's some yeah some interesting like and that's you know that's always the fun part about you know lately is with Halo when the new one would come out was you know seeing what what did they do to kind of update and really make those those old guns feel brand new but also mm-hmm. like what you know what kind of fun alien tech are we going to see in this one you know like it's yeah, always like you, I mean, you saw that you saw the staples like you saw the plasma rifle you saw the needler in there um you know i can only imagine what else they're going to come up with obviously they you know um with this being free i would i wouldn't be surprised if they continually roll out like free updates and mm-hmm. you know new weapons new skins stuff like that like constantly which they said i think they said most content is going to be free yeah yeah they yeah like i could see them uh doing you know like you know call of duty did the that where they had like you know like where it's the gun that you'd start out with but like mm-hmm. you could get like a a special you know cool design for for that gun or whatever through through uh you know your your battle passes and things like that but it's not like you're gonna get something that you know that like a gun that you can't get unless you have battle pass or something like that so right yeah, yeah or you gotta know, be a certain level do like that. Yeah, yeah. Or you don't have to be a certain level. So obviously, yeah. you know, um, you get access to the weapons just by jumping in because, you know, obviously you load your loadout. You know, mm-hmm. what you want is your base weapons. But like all of a sudden you're running around and you see the freaking hammer, you know, yep. <laughs> like you can grab it and say, all right, let's go. Or you see, you know, the big impaler or whatever they call it. Like, all right, yeah. let's grab this and, you know, let's have some fun with this. So, yeah yeah i'll be honest i just i just mainly want to play the the beta just so i can go into the uh the um the area where you can just go and test every single weapon Mm -hmm. that uh that's in the game just to kind of see how it works because like i'll be honest like i i do i do play um the um halo 5 multiplayer every once in a while and i still honestly don't know how like how what the what's the best way to use some of those guns because like i play the fiesta mode which is literally you just randomly respawn with two random weapons Mm. uh in your loadout and it's always different every single time you die and respawn and and like sometimes i'll get guns that i'm like i honestly don't even what is this is this a yeah. shotgun and it's like i have to shoot it to even find out what it what it does you know cuz i'm not used to it mm-hmm. um because i did you know i played halo 5 here and there and multiplayer but when you play the regular you know regular just deathmatch or whatever you have your your basic gun you start out with and then whatever's on the map and not all the guns that exist in the game are on the map so playing that playing that fiesta i get these guns that i honestly other than you know maybe picking them up for for you know five minutes in the in the um story mode or whatever like i don't know what they do you know so it's like I, I do like that they kind of have that shooting range mode where where you can kind of test out the guns. And that's why I like 
that's why I can appreciate a game like Halo where it's like it's a little bit more welcoming to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of newer players because, yeah, it's like, you know, um, you can actually test these weapons. You can actually use these weapons. You can actually access these weapons without having to be a certain level or to achieve a certain amount of kills or a certain amount of other achievements. Like, you get them yeah. right from the start. So yeah. it almost, like, levels the playing field with the exception mm-hmm. of, obviously, like, you know, the more hours you plug into it, the the better you're going to be. It's yeah. Like ten, it's like the 10,000-hour rule. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, obviously, but you can still, like, compete against these people because, you know, you get access to the sniper rifle or you get access to you know, the needle or whatever, yep. the same as everybody else. Yeah, it's all, yeah, that's that's why I've always, you know, loved, you know, the, the Halo and, and games like Halo that that kind of stuck to that core, you know, that core early uh, arena shooting where it's all based on skill and yeah. not, it's not like who can, you know, buy this or buy that to unlock something that you don't have and have the advantage over you, you know, mm-hmm. like a Call of Duty or, or you know, stuff like that. And, yeah, that's why that's why I've always liked, like, the Halo, you know, Halo multiplayer is, is it is about skill. Like That's basically where the phrase get good scrub <laughs> starts. Yep. yep, exactly. So... So yeah, and so though the only other thing I kind of wanted to slightly touch on because I just was kind of curious. I was hoping we'd have more people on the show to to kind of talk about this and get a, more more thoughts. But maybe I'll put a poll up on on uh, Twitter or something, or have have Corey put one up on the Arsenal X uh, Twitter. But I was wondering. So so. Th- there's been some leaks and some some data mining that happened, unfortunately, with this, with the the Halo Infinite beta and some some information has got out there about like story, all that stuff. I'm not gonna read it. I'm not gonna go into it because I do not want this game ruined whatsoever for me. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to do that, you know, to anyone else. So. Uh, but there is one thing, and I honestly, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think it's it's really anything, but there is something got out where uh, the voice actor is saying "Battle Royale." Yeah. So, so the so the the thing has been, you know, the talking point has been, you know, does this mean that that they're going against what they said that they would never have a battle royale mode in their game? And they actually will be. Um, personally, I could have swore that bat- Battle Royale was something that that voice actor has said in previous Halo games anyways. and it w- Yeah, because it- Battle Royale doesn't... I mean, you can't associate the phrase Battle Royale with just 100-player combat a la Fortnite yeah. and PUBG. Like, yeah. um, I imagine it's a particular, very specific Halo game mode. Yeah. Um. That is, I like. I, like I said, I think people may be re- maybe reading into it too much. Yeah. But that being said, would you be against? Are you in the? Are you in the camp of? I wouldn't mind having a battle royal game mode, or I don't want a battle royal game mode. Like, which which camp are you in with that? Um. I don't think they need it. Yeah. Honestly. Um, yeah. I think it would, it would go against Halo. 
Yeah. It would just it would just go against what the game started at. Um, I didn't think Call of Duty needed it, but apparently it got it, and it's pretty popular. So I mean, I guess yeah. you know I don't speak for the majority of gamers out there. I just don't think you know Halo being as established as it is. I don't think it needs a battle royale. I think yeah. it's unnecessary. Yeah, it's definitely like you know there's there's definitely those uh, those things those iconic things that exist in halo that that it could easily be you know they could easily make a mode to do it you know you've got the pods that that people drop down in you've Mm -hmm. got the you know the the pods dropping down and you know with with different you know ammo and guns in them you've got you know guns on the map you've got you know like there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff there there's power-ups you can pick up you know there's all those kinds of things are there where they could obviously they could make one Mm -hmm. um yeah i you know like i've i've kind of i'll be honest like this was something that i've been constantly thinking about you know since honestly the beginning of halo infinite like is what i want uh you know a battle royale mode in this game i i think for me like i'm in a different situation than most people like you know like i said earlier um you know a lot of the big battle royal games that people are playing right now um either i just not in not into them as much as as a lot of people are you know like i do play fortnite and i've you know unlocked a lot of stuff and spent a lot of money in fortnite but like i i just i don't love that game as much as i i would like to Mm-hmm. Um, but so like for me, like battle royal, I don't really have a battle royal game right now that I that I really love or uh, that I'm enjoying playing. So like it, for me, I would like to have one just because like of that hope that they would make like one that I fall in love with and I would have that battle royal game that I could play. But at the same time if they don't make one i you know i honestly i don't think i would care mm. but i i would like to see them try though try it and just see you know see where it goes but but yeah I, it's just kind of one of those things i've honestly to each their I've been, own yeah to each their i've own. been thinking about for a long time and you know with everything going on in this kind of this this uh leak of the the audio stuff it just kind of brought it back into to the forefront so Mm -hmm. yeah i'm just i'm just curious what what people think i feel like the majority of halo fans are like keep it out of my halo you know they're kind of the the get off my lawn kind of stuff but yeah because like i said halo halo doesn't need a battle right yeah yeah they don't need one they have enough great multiplayer modes on their own they don't need a large they don't need to make a large map because we're talking like a whole another phase of development where it's like not only do you have to make one very large map you have to make multiple very large maps because obviously you want to make it you know varying in you know architecture and uh landscape and stuff so it's just you know could i see that maybe dropping in a couple years i suppose i could but like i said i'm still in the stance of halo doesn't need it yeah well and you know like and this is my like my last 
kind of my last thought on on it as far as um game stuff goes like halo halo has been from the very beginning has you know like once they had they had really started the whole forge stuff where you could make your own maps and mm-hmm. and kind of make your own game types and things like that like they've always kind of been about letting if people want to make a type of game to let you do it on your own and then if it if it does become popular like like zombies and stuff like that some of those iconic games that literally just started out as someone making it and you you just basically happen to you know follow the rules of it even though those rules aren't hard set into the game because it's just something someone made and them turning them into actual game modes like i think i think with them having the forge and having you know you having the ability especially with this with this uh you know like the the more options and stuff that that are kind of coming up with the with what you can do with vehicles and 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 the you know stuff there's there's going to be a lot of things that you can kind of do and make game modes on your own so they in that case there's really you know who's going to waste the time on on a battle royal mode when when there's you know exactly halo doesn't need a battle royale mode yeah give it the forge let people have yep. fun with that. Get Battle yep. Royale on my damn Halo. Yep. <laughs> All right. And we'll and we will we'll end it with that. So uh Stoy, uh, where can people find you? Well, you can uh, I'm part of not only am I part of the Arsenal X podcast, I'm also part of EXP cast, where another video game podcast. We're part of the network as well. You can follow me there on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at exp cast and we we put out episodes mondays and thursday mornings and uh yeah that's pretty much yeah where you can follow me so i run i run the social medias so if you want to reach out to ask me a question or something like that you know that's definitely the place to go so nice yeah and you can find me almost everywhere is phantom nxs and remember this show is up every tuesdays and I, the, the audio, the, this is a little behind the scenes, but the audio version is up at 3 a.m. Usually <laughs> there's been times where I've, I've had to get, you know, you know, maybe a half an hour later or something, but yeah. So every, every Tuesday, 3 a.m. The audio version of the show can be found and 7 a.m. Every Tuesday on YouTube. So, yeah. So well, we'll, another we'll good throw, episode. It's always, yeah, uh, it's always good to talk about Halo again, bringing it back. So yeah, and I and I I feel like we're gonna have a lot more of that. <laughs> oh yeah, in the, near, sure. in the near future. We're a couple months away from having Halo pretty much in our systems again. So yep, can't wait. So all right, let's throw up the X. Tiny X. <laughs> Tiny X, big X, little X, little all X. The X's. As we are exiting. Bye. Exiting. God, bye. (laughs) Hey, bro.